Hello and welcome to episode 284 of Three Bears the Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Colin, how are you tonight? I am slowly but surely getting better. I've still got that, that horrible cold I had last week. Uh, get better in small increments. It's, it's like yep. each day you're like 1% better. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm kind of like up to like 50 now. Um, yeah, 50%? <laughs> My God. You're so by like May, you'll be feeling better. Uh, possibly. It, it, it's horrible. And, and I think it's, it seems to be a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've had it. So it seems to yeah. be... It's, it's doing the rounds and affecting everyone just now, but Very what so. horrible shit. I'd rather have COVID than this, you know that? It's, if you like, it maybe a one-and-done type thing, you're, you're from a bit after, is, lucky just, four or five days. It just doesn't let up. It's just, it, it's like your head, sorry for people that don't like this shit, but it's like your head's just full of snot constantly, right. do you know what I mean? You get rid of it and it's just a bloop straight back up again. You're yeah. just walking about with this big wobbly snot-filled head. It's horrible. Lovely. Horrible. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm a lot better than you. Um, I've, I've got a wee cough call, but other than that, I'm fine. Um, so, we're happy doing this. Again, we're doing a Friday night, which is now becoming yeah. almost traditional for us right now. Mm, I know, um, I know. We'll late yeah. Friday night, after work finish, we can sort of kick back and enjoy it. Which which is the, the nicest part of finish not, uh, this evening was knowing that I was coming home to, to cheer up movies with, with my, yes, my, my dude. Right. So I was pleased about that. So it's given me something to look forward to. So it's a nice mm-hmm. ending to a, a week of work. Yes, and you did text me very excitedly. Like you've got a very funky beer. What have you got oh, tonight, Colin? Oh, my God. The it's not like the beer. beer, it's more the label you're the, it, It's the can. I've showed you it on the camera already, but um, just for anyone that's listening, this can is um, it is called French Toast Brown Ale. Um, it doesn't taste amazing. I've just had some. But it's from, it's from the new Bristol Brewery, and the can has got like a chimpanzee in a spacesuit standing beside two statues of gorillas. It's almost like Planet of the Apes. Like, is it the monkey? Like, what, what was the monkey went in space first? Um, oh, I can't remember. The Russian one, was it? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if it's him. Oh, Russia's got a dog in space. And was it a dog? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It could be him, but um, what what an amazing can. Um, I'm going to I'm going to actually keep this can. I don't yeah. can I keep all that stuff, but I'm going to keep this can because it is fa- it's fucking fantastic. It's you got anyone listening to this, if you put a monkey on your can, Colin will buy it. I will, I will buy it. Um, I, I do like monkeys, um, but I did make a mistake. I tell people I like monkeys and people tend to buy me monkeys all the time and it's like I like monkeys but I don't want all the fucking monkeys you know I'll pick when I want a monkey but yeah, yeah I suppose we, you, you'll kind of know what I mean it's people you see one thing and people just boom, we had it. that with um, Barry's good lady Stacey we found out she likes foxes so for about three years there every birthday or Christmas gift we got was a fox she, on it and we're going she, not, she never said don't get me that we always feel yeah. like I think we have to stop with the fox stuff now because it feels like we're, yeah. we're that feels like she's not a one-note person. She has other yeah. things in life she might be interested in, other than just foxes. Lorraine's the same with flamingos as well. She told people she likes flamingos, and you've been in my house before. There's just you can't, you, you can't walk in a session without stepping on a fucking flamingo. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's nuts. Um, I guess it's, it's nice people are thinking of you, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> the boy down more, to the one thing. There's more to me than monkeys. Yes, that, that's all is. I'm going to yes. say. <laughs> not enough. much, but there is more. What are you yeah. drinking? I'm drinking just the one you got me. Um, Skinner. Cosquena. Because, um, yeah. like I said, I'm drinking like one beer a week this now. You gave me two, so this will be me for this week, and then next week I'll have to find something else. A new beer for next week. Um, yeah. Has it improved in last week? Because you, you didn't seem to have my, my no, passion it's nice. for No, it. sorry, I was down on it. It's nice. It's very refreshing. It's very yeah. crisp. It's, it's, love, it's very nice, but it's maybe one of the ones that, if for whatever reason, it's had it's a soft spot in your heart. Yeah. You I think it's, my, it's like you're little creatures. I love little creatures, but I know yeah. you are, like, don't love it in the same way that I love it but mm. it, it holds a special place in my heart because I like it for that reason yeah yeah, yeah. cool so, but it's very nice very crisp very tasty it'll be a nice one out in the, in the summer I think yeah yeah it's drinking it's more recent to drink one light and you can yes. throw it back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's not even how much I don't know about the percentage it's, it's only like five, five. five. It's, so it's five. bog standard do you know what I mean um, I, may buy a tray, I may buy a case in for um for me when our, when our friend comes north I might do that oh yeah our, our man from the island yeah so I might, I might uh, buy a crate for them so i'll start very quickly one that i've watched on disney plus that you've not seen it's called fire of love which is a documentary i believe it's up for best documentary at the oscars this year Ooh. possibly mm-hmm. and it's basically about these like two volcanologists back in the 70s who both come from paris both happen to be leaders are going to be leaders in their field and just happen to meet each other and fell in love and it sort oh. of like, tracks their life because they also were sort of like very into film and things like that. so basically you've got this sort of story of their, their romance and their um like the life throughout their time yeah. together 
Um, and it tells you right up front they die in a volcano, like they die in a in a like a, a paraplastic flow, like one of those the big kind of yeah thing comes down the mountain. So that you, but do, do you know uh, if you're studying volcanoes and that's your passion, and that's how you want to fucking go? I think I think it's, it's like, yeah, very much get the sense of that throughout it that they, they would be quite happy to be taken out in that way. In, in many yeah, ways. It's, you know, it's um, like fucking studying sharks and getting by a shark gets that beautiful. But it's a, yeah. it's a generally loving documentary. You get an idea of like who you very much get the personality of who these two people are. They're, it's almost it's it's like a real life Wes Anderson movie. Well, they are they're very kind of cookie and weird. They've got kind of weird odd friends and things like that as well. And it's it's just it's a very charming, lovely documentary that, that really did um, kind of. Does get it? Me. Does it show you footage of them like kind of going into volcanoes oh, and stuff? Yeah, that, yeah. Like they are that's, like, that like, fascinates things. Yeah, that fascinates me. You see that on TV and you're like, that look, look, that's nuts, man. <laughs> I, can I, I stand a good six feet away from my gas cooker, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't want to get burnt and these nutters are like fucking, you know, look, look, probably what's know the, it? You probably would have the picture of it's like a very famous video of like sort of two people walking towards like sort of like the lava flying mm. and wearing a big silver suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically that's they 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 were the ones who done that. Oh, I know that. I know, I know, I know you know the picture. picture. Yeah, 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 yeah I do. I do. Oh, well. it. It's absolutely mad what they do, but it sort of starts with romance and shows you them like sort of like, getting into it. Because at that point, nineteen seventy, it's neat, mad to us, but like in the nineteen, I think they're born with, they're born post-war Europe, so they're born like the forties. Yeah. Or maybe like in the eighteen, nineteen, in the sixties, and then the seventies. It was only like the sixties, I think it was, like the whole plate tectonics thing became proved. Well, like up until then, no one really knew what it was. So to us, something that we know is like hundred percent fact. No one really knew what it was. So volcanoes became sort of um, volcanology was a sort of a, a new science. Yeah. And these people, they were really at the forefront of it. But just it's so mad that the two people at the forefront of it were literally born fifty miles apart and fell yeah. in love together. That's dead. That's Chris sweet man. I, yeah. I like stuff like that. I do. I do like a good kind of romance. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for romance and, and yeah. love like, striking and stuff like that. But I buy into that. And I, yeah. I bought into it as well, and I found it, I found it really lovely. So yeah, it's on Netflix. It's only it's like an hour and forty minutes long. It's a really genuinely lovely documentary. It looks absolutely stunning because they were very good at filming as well. And yeah. so all the footage is theirs. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, when did, when did I don't want to dwell on the morbid say when did they die? When, when was I want to say like late nineties, early two thousands. I want to say right. So fairly recent. Oh, as they're, well, they're, yeah. like a thirty odd year, odd year career. Well. You know, they, they were involved in the Mount St. Helens, like sort of discovering what happened with that and all that kind of stuff. So they were definitely <coughs> sort of pioneers. And, and very much yeah, so. Very yeah. much oh, well, I, I may watch this. I'm not massive on documentaries, but this one sounds quite sweet too. It sounds like people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Two very interesting people. So watch that. I will. Um, I will. Also, on, also on Disney Plus, Colin, you've been watching this. I think we're both up to the same point, episode six mm. of eight, which is extraordinary. Which yeah. is a sitcom set in a world where everyone gets superpowers when they're like eighteen. Yeah. Um, but it follows this one person who hasn't got superpowers and she's flat sharing with her friends. One can talk to the talk uh, talk as the dead. As the dead, yeah, the, the dead, dead talk one, through her. Yeah. Yep. One can um, turn back time four and a half minutes. Yeah. Um another one is a cat who's like a ship a shapeshifter. Yeah. yeah. Who's been stuck as a cat for too long. And it's actually <coughs> the one who hasn't got powers trying to fix a problem which is she wants powers yeah it's basically that, how do you fit into a world where uh, everyone's normal it's, and, it, yeah. but it's very much a sort of an idea of like somebody growing up in their tw- everyone in their 20 think if you have that one thing in life it'll fix all your problems you, all you, yeah. need, you need to do is get this one thing and you know get the perfect job get a perfect relationship whatever it is that'll fix everything most of the time that's not the case and it's very much it's just a sort of it's like cold feet crossed with coupling yeah but with superpowers, are the sort of they're not the main point of the story. They're very much a background thing in the story. Yeah, yeah. The, so they really they, they had fun to it, but yeah, it's it is very much you know like, like kind of human character driven. It's not yeah. about you know the powers. They, they are a funny element to it, but yeah, it's focusing on you know her turmoil and struggles as a normal as someone different, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What really surprised me about it, um, I thought it was going to be American. I, I didn't know it was yeah. Irish. I was like, whoa, whoa. Well, it's British, but she uh, oh. that's right of Irish, but it's, yeah. it's in London. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that at all, so I was expecting this big kind of, you know, Disney Hollywood show, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, pleasantly surprised. I was like, yeah. oh, this, this is nice, man. This is this is very nice. I also like her as well. I don't think I've seen her much. She, she's no, very good. I think she's absolutely starting. I think she can be a breakout in this. I think she's yeah. 
brilliant as uh, the lead. The, I, I'm going to get on names now because it's unfair. It's married something. I only married something because yes. of friends. Girlfriend's called married as well. Uh, it's quite a, an unusual name. Um, but yeah, she's she's very Irish as well. You know, it's, it's kind of quite strong, strong Irish. Um, but but she's very likable. You know, she, she's kind of cute and quirky, and she's quite lovable. And married tires T Y E R S. Tires. Yeah, um, I think she she is definitely for me the, the absolute breakout of it. She is phenomenal in it. I think I'm really liking the cat in it a lot. I, I think figured you'd like the cat. Yeah, yeah, he's charming he, in it as well. Yeah, he's just totally bought. So the story behind the cat for anyone that, that wants us is he's, he's been stuck as a cat for three years, isn't it? Three years, yes. Um, and now he's turned back into a human and he's basically forgotten how to what be a human. Yeah, yeah, so he's he's trying to learn to not be a cat and be a person, and he gets yeah. into some. Fun predicaments. Yes, um, and he's called Jizzlord as well. Insanely which... <laughs> <laughs> funny. It's really, really raw. I thought when I first read about this and seen this, I thought this was like a kind of family show. Yeah, um, it's not a family show. No, definitely. Not. <laughs> it's really... but it, it doesn't. It's very open. Like the moment, the first, like the opening sort of prelogue is yeah. her at an interview. And she's been interviewed by someone who, because in their presence, you can't lie. Yeah, yeah. And she just comes out with some of the most insane shit it's because she's not allowed to lie. Yeah, it's yeah, it's <laughs> really, really odd. And the wee girl that plays the boss as well, like she's an adult, yeah. but she's stuck as a kid. She's yeah. brilliant as well. You know, it's just the lines are really witty. Do you know what I mean? Just the delivery spot on. And some of it is just like, that's horrible. That's vulgar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's really, really funny as well. It's some really clever stuff for the powers as well. I thought you get the one with the, the, um, the vet who can hear the animals talk and all the animals are just pissed yeah. off at them. <laughs> Yeah, that's hot. I feel dead sorry for him. I was like, oh, this that must be so horrible. And the guy with the, the 3D printer arse. That's that quite... was funny. I like the one with the um, is it the dentist who's got the um, everywhere mm. you know you get, you get the music. The, yeah, yeah, the soundtrack <laughs> to to that that was brilliant as well. I quite like the the head teacher who who can hear things out loud. He has to whisper all the time as well. <laughs> yeah. But the powers are, are really they're, they're quite quite well thought out. Some of the powers are like the guy yeah. that can that can attract fish. <laughs> Aye, but you can't do anything with them. You can only you can attract them. That's it. Make a know. fish come to them. You like, what you got to do with that? Is yeah. Like I yeah. can phase through things, but can't really do it properly. Yeah, it gets stuck all the time. Maybe naked to do it and stuff like that. It's, it's very well. It's very well thought out and just sort of it really. I enjoy how it pokes fun at. This used to be your genre. And I listened to an interview with her talking, and she said she, what she wanted to do is she wanted to write a situational flat share comedy, mm. but she couldn't really find a hook into it to make it interesting. Yeah. She looked around and went, what's interesting that people are into superheroes. So she tried to make it about that. You know, that, that was the hook into it to try and... Yeah. They, they, they never wanted to make it about the powers. Yeah. But that was, that was the hook into it. So um, it, it, It's got me. It works. Do you know what I mean? It, it totally works. It's, it's really clever to we way in. And it's, yes. Because when you watch the first one, you're like, yeah, this is, this is something cool. Yeah. Very funny. So I've enjoyed that. So it's only eight episodes. I've watched six so far and I'm looking mm. forward to the final two. Um, yeah. From that calls, let's go on to the main event, television-wise, of this week, which Oof, was yeah. um, episode three of The Last of Us, which possibly could be one of the best episodes of television that's been in the last, what, 20 years, I would probably say. Yeah, there's not a lot to top that. It, it is quite possibly up there with the, the yeah. first episode of The Walking Dead. It's, it's on that level of just like, wow, do you know what I mean? Just complete. So the episode, very brief, I won't spoil it, but briefly is it's, it takes a departure from the the Ellie and what's the guy called? Uh, Joel, Joel and Ellie. Joel and Ellie's story yeah. and sort of they bookend it essentially, but it mm-hmm. sort of shows you the story of someone they're going to see and it shows you his experience of yeah. the virus hitting and then the or the it's not a virus, what is it? It's a infection, I guess. Infection, I guess. Infection, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The virus, the infection hitting. And then how has the next like sort of basically twenty years of his life yeah. pan out? Yeah. So that's basically the story of it. And it's it just it goes it's good. Um, the man um, Nick Offerman plays. Yeah. The, uh, and at first I was a little bit worried because when they first put him in, and it looked like he was just playing a survivalist. Yeah. I was yeah. like, he's done this so many times before. It felt like they, they were lazy on who they picked to play the role a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. no, it takes um, so many other turns that you can go. It's an absolutely beautiful role for him to play. It. it it's just, um, it's just, it was such a heartfelt watch. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, just, you were just so rooting for them the, the full time. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, again, I keep saying that's third time tonight, but it's like proper character study as well. You know, just drilling yeah. it down to people. Um, do you know what I mean? And just getting to the bones of how do you fucking live for twenty years? Do you know what I mean? In a world like that, and yeah. it's it, both sad and uplifting at the same time. Yeah, it's a sad story in many ways, but also it's a really happy story. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> I did read reviews, and yeah, as we'd spoke about mentioned previously of kind of making camera is there is that brigade that, that that's given it the reviews for reasons that we don't want to spoil for people unfortunately um, yeah well in fairness fuck them i don't care like let them uh, if you can't but, find joy in that, that yeah you're a fucking you're, you're the problem yeah. Um, yeah but also a lot of users were saying um this doesn't add anything and i'm like it fucking does it's it getting so you, much it's giving you a whole sense of, you know, how that world is for people, how it is oh, to live. People, it's yeah. like, of, of course, it's expanding on that fucking universe that they're yeah. creating in such a bold, bold way. Um, and, and your point is, it's, this is not a direct, you know, shot-for-shot shot remake of a video game. If you want to do that, yeah. the video game again is an adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. So, from what I know is, the Bill character is in the game, yeah. but it's sort of quite a small role. He's quite yeah, grumpy, yeah. And, and that's that's kind of what you get from him. Yeah. And this kind of expands on who his character and it, and everything. I don't think from everyone I've spoken to played the game says nothing about what they show here takes away anything from that character in the game. It's still the same yeah. character. Yeah, it just they've Absolutely. added a backstory to him. But um, it was amazing. It was so it was just it just wrought the emotion out of you the, the whole time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're just you're, you're I was I couldn't. Have, Blink, do you know what I mean? I was just like, drinking it in constantly, and I was like, "Wow, man, what? What? Is it like? The storytelling was just amazing. What yeah. amazing writing! Um, and amazing performances. Thought Nick Offerman was fantastic. I know totally. that other guy is in White Lotus. But I've not, I've not watched White Lotus. I've not Part seen him either. Well in that, so yeah. Um, yeah. he was wonderful in it as well. Um, so was Joel and Ellie. They, they've got yeah. a book in that they're very good in it as well. Nice chemistry. Um, nice chemistry. Lovely chemistry between yeah. the two of them as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, apparently she's now wearing her outfit from the, the video game now. That's right. her now dressed as a video game. That's you know, a big thing apparently. She's now wearing the, the correct clothes. Um, uh, yeah. And, and just the wee scene at the end, like the bookend scene when she's in a car for the first time. That was, yeah, so that charming. was dead sweet. She's it's like a spaceship. You, you yeah. just see the people, wow, this is, I, I quite, I liked the bit at the start as well, explaining how it all happened so quickly. That was quite clever. They, 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 they like, just kind of gave you that, you know, like, no, here's, here's what happened, you know. It's, yeah. it's like why. You see, they, they've done a really good, again, of layering in, like, the bit when you see the mass grave and how they play that, and you go, oh, shit, yeah. I know. And then show the flashback, and you go, right, that's what happened. So you don't, you don't show you it. Which yeah. is good. You don't, I don't yeah. need to see what happens there, but you, yeah. it's, it's, it's there. Yeah. And also, you, again, you get to see the idea that Ellie, sorry, not Ellie, is it Ellie? Mm-hmm. Ellie doesn't know the world because they're looking at a crash plane. Yeah, and she's and like, he's, wow. And he's explaining, to her, he's explaining to her what a plane is and how she's fascinated with it. And he's going, but it was shit. You had to sit between two people and you charge you 10 bucks <laughs> peanuts. And it was crap, and she's like, "No, you got to fly." Yeah, totally. You know, right. She's she's just this kid that's grew up in dystopia. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, she's fucking no memory at all of life as we know at all. Yeah, and they do they, they capture that well. You're starting to see more and more. Do you know what I mean? And you know the, the relationship between those two, you can see his instincts kind of starting to surface now as a yeah. father and stuff like that. But it's it's fucking amazing. I hope it continues on this. Um, it's going to be tough to follow on for last week. It's, uh, that's, that's the thing. You've, that's episode three of eight. So, I mean, it's that, that's... Jesus. Episode four's got a lot of stuff to do. I think episode four might be more of an Ellie and Joel episode, by the look of it. I think so, yeah. 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 But it was a wonderful departure from the from their sort of their main stories. And it's a wee, a wee B story you sometimes get in video games. And it's absolutely it's wonderful. It's just so, so well done. Like, it's, it's just... Just it just plays your emotions, but not in a shitty way, not in a cheap no. way. Do you know what I mean? Like in, in a proper, you know, relatable, I get it way. I, I totally yeah. just wow, absolutely blew me away completely. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to episode four. I'll, I'll uh, yeah. Monday. Yeah. <coughs> One of that calls. We'll talk about some movies first of all. So I'll talk about one that I've seen that you've not seen. It's on Amazon Prime, and that's a film called Shotgun Wedding, um, directed by Jason Moore, who directed um, Pitch Perfect mm. and Sisters. All of them are just one. I think just the first one you know. Right, okay, yeah. And he done Sisters as well. Yeah, the third, I think the other two are done by Elizabeth Banks, are they not? Maybe actually you could be right, yeah. Definitely yeah. the third one, but I'm not sure about the second one. I have to check yeah. that. Um, so the plot of this one, it's a couple who are on a destination wedding. 
Um, they're dragged on the French this wedding out in I think the Philippines, and essentially pirates invade the island, start taking the, 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 the guests hostage, and the bride and groom aren't taking hostage. So they have, it's their job to so go all die hard and free their um, their guests from the clutches of these pirates. That sounds quite cool, actually. Yeah. It's, quite, it's, it's quite a cute premise, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the film you've got, you've got Jennifer Lopez. She plays the bride, obviously. Mm. Uh, Josh Duhamel, Duhamel from Transformers. Mm, who was Probably in right. Transformers? Look, handsome man. It's handsome, handsome soldier man. Um, he's in it. All oh, right, yeah, I know who you mean. Got you. Yep, yep. You got him. Um, you've got Lenny Kravitz in it as well. He plays really? the ex-boyfriend oh. of um, Jennifer Lopez, who turns up at the wedding. Okay. You've got hot at the moment right now, but in a more traditional role of really cool, almost semi-cameo, um, Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Who's Jennifer Coolidge? She is Stifler's mum. Who's Stifler? You ever seen American Pie? No. No? Well, she's she's hot as now, because she's in White Lotus, and she's winning everything in White Lotus. Right, okay. So, very brash, very loud, she's very funny, you know when you see her. Okay. Uh, also got your favourite Cheech Marin uh, in hey. Uh, Sonia Braga, Kelly Hernandez, and my favourite Darcy Carden from The Good Place. I like Sonia Braga a lot. She's a great yeah. actress. Uh, yeah, she, she's, she, she's capable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is it's very predictable, but it's a mostly fun sort of rom-com action movie. You know, in a world we've not really had too many. We had the one this year, the The Lost City with yeah, Andy yeah, and Charon and Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was very charming as well, mm. um, and it's some it's maybe something that's just maybe missing from this movie landscape. You know, it's it's not trying to be anything too clever. It is very, it probably is straight to Amazon, straight to DVD kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's got a lot of charm to it. Um, yeah. The driving force behind it is, of course, J Lo. She is a force of nature. Yeah. I'm a wee bit disappointed after doing something like Hustlers, which she was so amazing in and playing such a great character role in that. And she has a great act. She can really act, Jennifer Lopez. Mm. And when anyone's seen Out of Sight and things like that. But she's, again, now just sort of dipped back into this, the rom-com world again, I feel but like. Then, it, but then, I think you've nailed it when you were saying, like, the Out of Sight and stuff like that. It seems to be hot just now as well. Yeah, so, you know, that, well. that's... Yeah. I, I kind of get why she would probably yeah, think, like, let's do this. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, also, um actually attacks the role with a lot of vigour and a lot of charm. And if you're standing next to Jennifer Lopez, you could easily be completely overshadowed. Yeah, yeah. Like, you'd be lost in that, you know, the, the greatness of, of what is J-Lo. Yeah. And the time maybe he is, but for, he does stand up pretty well against her. Um, there is an insane scene when she's trying to seduce him and, and he's not buying it. You're going, come on. Yeah. Like, come on. Jennifer Lopez is Jennifer Lopez for yeah. a reason, you know. It's, the woman's fifty-two, and holy shit, it's quite <coughs> insane, you know. Like, you know, she's better. She's better than me, so yeah. Look, better than all of us, Colin. Anyone at fifty-two has ever looked ever. Um, you, can, you can see what you can see why Benji's so happy right now. Um, the supporting cast don't really get a lot to do. Um, it's a bit of shame. You guys at Cheech Marin, who's like obviously a very funny guy. It's really just almost just stepping in with the odd line now and again, just sort of almost cameo. Yeah. Um, biggest one for me was um, I really like Darcy Carden from The Good Place. She's also in A League of Their Own, um, and she gets very little to do. And I'm, I'm really hoping she doesn't become one of these actors who just gets put in these films. People know that people like her, but they don't know how to use her properly. Yeah. You know, and that's a bit. Of, I feel that's happening with a, lot, a few films. Um, Jennifer Coolidge is, of course, is always magnificent because she is Jennifer Coolidge and she's got a brash mouth on her that just sort of, it's, you'll know me, you probably get things. I'm getting Catherine Han vibes here, that kind of character actress. She's, she's, right a, she's a prototype Catherine Han from, right, from okay. um, but yeah, okay. insanely funny when she does stuff and it's just, she's a, a delivery that's, that really does stand out. Um, it could have tightened up a little bit, it's like an hour and, it's like an hour and 50, right about then. Right. If they trim it down, we've been hour and 40, hour and 30. They probably made the joke hit rate, mm-hmm. you know, just come at you a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a wee bit of a, a kind of lull sometimes between some of the jokes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it looks like everyone who's on the set had a lot of fun, and you can and that does come across on on the on the um, like on screen. You can see there yeah. was each other's company. So, is it good? It's probably not good, but it's not bad. It's but, kind of what yeah. it is. Yeah. Enjoyable they entertain you, yeah. Entertain I guess you that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't need the depth; you just need that, you know, surface. That's what it is. You yeah. know, just yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm amused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, anyone who ends that film thinking they're going to get anything other than what they got would be very 
stupid because it's, yeah. it's, it's everything about it is in the poster. Yeah. Poster and title, you go, I know exactly what this film's going to be. You know, so, and it kind of delivered on that. So I would give it a very solid 6 out of 10. Cool, I think I'll watch it. Um, it yeah. sounds, yeah, yeah, sounds interesting. What, else, what I was meaning to say, but yeah, this week's kind of run away from yeah, me. So yeah, I'll, I'll catch up with that and report back next week, I think, with my yes. paintings, yeah. Absolutely, yes, you watch that. Um, on to Rapcom, we'll walk on to the one that's um, the, in the cinema still, and it's doing all the rounds. Still in the cinema, even despite lasting three hours and ten minutes. Um, it is a film Babylon, which you've seen a couple of weeks ago, I saw this week. Yeah. Um, directed by Damien Chazelle. Who has done his first three films have been pretty solid. He's done Whiplash, which yep. I, I loved. We love Whiplash uh, very much. <coughs> first Man, I loved as well. I don't you're quite as big on First I've Man. Not I've not seen it. Yeah, I wasn't interested. Sorry, I, I read reviews that said it was like dull as fuck. And I was like, it is very, very different, very slow, very yeah. um, very reserved. Yeah. Um, and La La Land, which I think I liked the first time. I've not, I've liked less every time I've watched it, but I remember the first time we saw it, we very much enjoyed it. And a lot, yeah, and we were saying this last week, I've not watched it since, and based on what you're saying, I'm not going to ever watch it again, so I've got that, I've, I've yeah. just put it in a box, and it's like, yeah. yeah. For me, it's now, La La's got a wonderful opening and a wonderful end, mm. but there's a middle bit that I'm just, it's sort of, it doesn't rate as quite as high as it did when I first watched it. Yeah. Um, but the last film was First Man, and in First Man, he sort of, um, he went very subdued, he, he sort of left the subduedness behind for this one. Shit, um, yeah. yeah. It sort of, revolves around early Hollywood from the ni- 1927 to about 1932, yeah, I think yeah, it is. It's, yeah, so, it's about five years it covers. Yeah, yeah. so at the end of the silent era and the beginning of the, the talkies, yeah. you've got, essentially you're following three stories, I think it mm. is. You've got the up-and-coming star, and you've got the, the, the silent movie star who's trying to adapt to the world of Talkies. talkies, yeah, and you've also got the um, the trumpeteer, the, the, the yeah. black actor who's trying yeah. to sort of find his place in Hollywood in, yeah. in, in a white, a white world, in a, a very, a very, yeah. very world, yeah. um, and all the problems with that. Um, so, anything you've got a big cast, you've got Brad Pitt plays obviously the aging, aging star, Margot Robbie plays the up and coming um, starlet, yeah. and you've also got Gene Smart who got really high billing in the film, yeah, but he's not... the third in the poster. Yeah, but not a massive, massive part. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, Diego Calva, he plays like sort of um, a kind of mm. fixer in Hollywood. He becomes like sort of the assistant to um, Brad Pitt's guy. That he's quite a piece, probably. He's probably the third billing. If I was going to pick one over that. I would have thought so, but I think is this not perhaps his first maybe Hollywood his first film? Major role, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you've also got who pops in for one scene, pretty much Olivia Wilde. Yep. She plays um, Brad Pitt's wife. Very yep. stuff. Yep. You've got Lee Jun Lee who plays like a an Asian star who's sort of trying to find her place in Hollywood because basically racism is stopping her from doing anything yeah. other than being there. She, she was brilliant, wasn't she? Was she? Good, she yeah. was good, yeah. Eric Roberts plays Margot Robbie's dad. <laughs> yeah. Which works. It works. I bought it. I was like, fuck yeah. I'll accept um, that. Samara Weaving plays the woman that basically Margot Robbie's replacing as Hollywood's next big yeah. thing. Who in the trailer I thought was Margot Robbie playing Margot Robbie, Robbie but it's not. Robbie. It's, it's Samara even playing Margot Robbie again. I've yeah. been caught with that with that fucking other film they done. Ready or not? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was Margot Robbie. And I went to see it. I was like, that's not Margot. Not Margot Robbie, but it is yeah. very much Margot Robbie. <laughs> it still freaks me out. Getting, it freaks you know, it. Shouldn't we have in this room at the same time and touch each other? Because that would probably yeah, the world would implode. Some some yeah. universe somewhere would cease to exist. Don't yes. ever do that. And, also, happily for me, um, who I'm a fan of the actor, Jeff Garland pops up in as well. He plays sort of like the head of the studio. He's sort of big kind of, you know. He, he he was great, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not in it much, but when he's in it, um, it was good. Yeah, and uh, Toby Maguire as well. Toby uh, Maguire, yes, pops up pops in it. In a, in a really creepy, horrible fucking Toby Maguire role. Um, yes. One of Toby Maguire's yeah. is probably even, you know, probably... Least expected roles, I would probably say. Absolutely, you're just like, oh, is that to-? you're like, that's Toby Maguire. Oh, but I, I guess it's um, Ethan Suplee as well. Yeah, it, it, he played the heavy. Yeah, the kid, I, 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 I flee as well. Lee as well pops up. Lee turned up as well. He does an alright job. You're like, yeah, I could buy that. Well, Flea was in Back to the Future, remember? Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been in quite a few films. Uh, yeah. Done a few Charlie Sheen vehicles and stuff as well. Yeah. He's a really good one as well. When he played like, uh the husband of someone that are trying to keep people hidden. I don't know what it was now. 
it's a very odd role, but he's actually very good in it. I'm yeah, trying to think what the film is. He, he, can, he, he can act. He can he's act, he's yeah. a bizarre looking guy. He, he, he looks odd in camera. You look at me like, you're, there's something not quite right with the, the face, but no, he can he can put in a performance, I think. No, no doubt about it. Anyway, what did you think of this one, Colin, first of all? Ah. Totally, I bought into this in a big way. Um, I embraced it, and I was like, right, let's see what the madness is about. I embraced the madness, and and I came out won over completely by this film. Um, it's when you read the reviews, this is one of the most divisive films I've read reviews for. You know, it's people fucking love it and embrace it, or they think it's a complete waste of their, their time, and they're disgusted that they wasted money. Wouldn't you say it? I thought it was brilliant. I thought it captured the madness of that era in a really really clever way um because imagine that's what it was like you know like some young starlet gets crushed to death by a man trying to have sex where you know the studios will cover it well, up um, that's fine yeah. yeah yeah um do you know what I mean everybody's doing drugs everybody's drinking um you, you know it just it just captured that era fucking perfectly um and that opening 30 minutes is batshit crazy it's basically 30 minutes of an orgy scene um and it's nuts Absolutely nuts. Um, Performance-wise, everybody in it was great. I can't find a bad performance in it. No, oh, you can. I can see that face. No, yeah. I, I thought everyone was brilliant in it. I had no issues with performance at all. Um, and it looked beautiful as well. It was really, really well shot. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I embraced it totally. Um, I do like Hollywood of that year, and I like watching films from that year and stuff like that. So I've kind of got that interest there yeah. which if you don't have i can see why you'd be like this is an awful film but mm. no i, I hugged I braced it big hug for me yeah oh so, um, <laughs> i always want to myself i love hollywood that year i'm always i'm, at, I'm trying to learn a lot more about it recently um, yeah. off camera later on i'm trying to learn more about the hollywood of the, the early days yeah um, i'm reading a lot about it i'm trying to figure out i'm trying just, just understand it and, and see what else because movies didn't start in 1970 you know or 1990 hmm. they started you know back then way, so, way back yeah. yeah and the sad thing is look um most of the silent films, i think it's something like 95 percent of silent films just don't exist anymore yeah because you've up before that's a shame man. people saw no reason to keep celluloid that it was it was, yeah, it was seen as you want to get once it's once it's been seen just destroy it and think of how many hours of footage and labors of love are just yeah gone so I think what we see is a very small snippet, you know, people like Clara yeah. Bow and stuff like that, you know, who basically who Margot Robbie's plays. Yeah, yeah. Character. Um, which is actually, I'll well, get into it in a minute, but it's weird how some people are playing real characters because some people are playing amalgamations. Yeah, totally, I got that, that as well. That's me a little bit sometimes. Bizarre, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, we'll start with a positive, Colin. Go. Visually stunning, you know. Mm. Chazelle mm-hmm. moved the camera like probably no one else does in the last like 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Um, he's... It makes Baz Luhrmann look static when he moves the camera, you know. And yeah, the, the energy is every scene's got just bouncing. Yeah, that all just seen the start. The energy in that is absolutely insane. You don't, it's just flying all over the place. There's so much mm. movement, there's so much um, energy, there's so much just everything's going on in it. The music's driving it along as well. He, he does great yeah. as well. It, 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 um, the jazz score that he has and the sort of the, the drums and the trumpets. Peace along. Loved all that stuff. Visually, I thought it was absolutely brilliant to look at. Mm. Um, and the music I thought was great as well. Also. Yeah. And that, that scene when they're doing like the they're shooting the silent movies in the desert, it, and it's just fucking it's, it's just organised madness. It's what it's it is. And brilliant, that, and he it? brings it across as well when he does yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking that the, the woman director was Mary Pickford. Apparently, that's not Mary Pickford. It's supposed to be supposed to be someone else. Can't remember. I read who it was. I can't was, remember. But she was like, well, basically one of the first women directors. Yeah. yeah so it was. Can't yeah. women directed in Hollywood in the silent era because it was seen as a pointless job. Mm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know that was a, that was a problem. It seems a silly, pointless job. Same yeah. with as well. So they like they, they allowed women to do that, and then eventually it became a, a a job of class and a job of like meaning. That's when all women get pushed out of it, and that's when yeah. it became what it's now. Anyway, aside anyway, um, the stories are too weak to support the visual that's there. In my, like there's, there's, the three stories don't get involved enough for me to really care about any one of them properly i would i would agree with the trumpeteer story brad pitt and marco robbie's stories i i thought i was carried along with them on the journey but yeah the trumpeteer i thought was kind of slowly but surely just kind of dropped off to the point of where one story too many where's the meat in that bone yeah yeah yeah. you enjoyed the performances yeah i did for the most part i didn't any of them marco robbie seems to think that louder means more intense and means better and 
I don't think all that. I thought he was loud and shouty for the whole film. I did think there was times where I could see Harley Quinn creeping in. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, at times I, I, I did see that, but I thought the part suited that. Just I thought, I thought, I get what you mean, but I think she went for it. Like, wait, she, 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 like, she just it was an uninhibited performance, just yeah, complete was. fucking there's my soul, <laughs> and I'm because some of the stuff she was doing, I mean that that was. Fucking the dancing and stuff like that is ballsy as fuck. Do you no, know what I mean? I mean, I'm not flaw- I'm not doubting what she does, but it's more mm. the acting I found. It felt like she just she was just shouting louder. Yeah. And that kind of going, that's not really acting. And Brad Pitt, I've said this for years about Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is not a leading man. Brad Pitt is a support, a great supporting actor. Yeah. He or an ensemble actor, but Putman's a leading role. I don't think he's got the chops to really bring it home and that's the, it was summed up in that scene when he's on the balcony up on the tables yeah doing a speech about hollywood yeah. i'm going i can see every cog working here yeah I can, you, I, you I can see, see the actor and not the performance correct yeah. yes um so he's that i struggle with mostly i did feel with brad pitt though that it was almost like two performances there was the first part up until a certain death and then after that he switched performance and i thought the second performance was a lot more nuanced than the first one. That agreed, yes. Yeah. As, as he yeah. as he drifted out of the film mm. and he popped in for his small moments, yeah. Then it worked a lot better. Yeah. It's when it's the opening sort of like hour or so when he's forced to drive the film a lot of the time. You know, he's yeah. he's in control and he's a sort of like he just didn't when he's like sort of they're trying to make him look as suave and as charming. I didn't buy it. Did as not much do it for and, and the acting just never was there for me. So I, I really struggle with that. Yeah. Um. What about a Spanish boy, a Mexican boy? He, he's I not thought, bad. He was good. He was, I've never seen him before, and I've totally like, yeah, I thought he was a dead sweet character. Just, yeah. he, he got me. I was like, oh. But oh. again, the swings emotionally from like his sort of reserveness to the madness mm. at the end. Didn't, yeah. It felt, it felt to like a jump. There was, there was scenes, there was stuff missing there that made me go, how did yeah. you get from there to there? Yeah. And I feel that about the Margot Robbie character as well. There's sort of like, I get what she's ending up as because they, they talk about it. But how does she, like, what's, what's the, it, 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 there's, you get she's a party girl for, for a bit yeah. most part, mm. but I don't think they showed a, there's a, there too many gaps in what she was to show that, that crash. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I kind of got the Brad Pitt one. The Brad Pitt one was quite obvious. He was a, yeah. you, you yeah. know, the story of the silent star who couldn't move into the talk because they, they sound weird or they don't people yeah. like it, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, the bit when they're doing the, the first talkie for their studio, and it's like, um, she's like a college girl. Yeah, the cameraman in the, the sound. The cameraman. That in was the, a, that was horrible. That, that was, was great. That, absolute, that was really like, oh my god, like fuck that. Oh, my heart bled. And um, what I felt with the film was there was a lot of, and and I get the guy's got you know he's kind of photographical vision is amazing, but a lot of shots just seemed to linger for a moment longer than they should have. Yeah. And it maybe kind of held the pacing back a wee bit, where you could have just, you know, kept it moving and given it would have picked, give it a bit more kind of frantic pace, which I think would have benefited. It's frantic, it's very frantic. But I think it could have been more frantic, yeah, in a good way. Um, yeah. but I get, you know, he's got this vision. He's trying to show, you know, the technical. I can do this as well, and he can, you know, like you say, he moves a camera and all else. But sometimes it was just a bit, you know, I, I know, move on. No, move on, and then he'll move on. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, I didn't need that wee wee second. The wee bigger second. issue I had with it was the ending, the, the montage what ending. What did you think of that? Yeah, I have really really liked that. Lorraine hated I, it. She, she I hated thought it was it. self-indulgent bullshit from him. I yeah. feel he's not earned the right to put himself in the position of of that, you know, of, of being up there with the greats that he's trying to try to use. I don't know. I, I don't think. I think it was just showing the evolution of cinema. That, that was all. I think it was. It just, felt like it just felt like the, the ones he, the, he's, he's picking the great movies, the great directors, and he sort of put himself in that character as well. And I just, I, I'm, I'm, I found but, it, I found it great. And not, he's not humbled in any way by it. And I feel, that, and I, I, I didn't buy it. I didn't, didn't like get it. it. I just thought it was just you know the progression of Hollywood, and I think. The use of those particular films is because that's what that that's iconic Hollywood films. I I, I guess I mean that these are the films that, that, that define the progression. I thought maybe. I mean, you could look at it that way. I, yeah. I felt he was saying more than that, and what he was trying to say, I felt he's not earned. Yeah, but Lorraine hated it. She 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 really she she thought it was dead and comfortable that that yeah. kind of end montage, and she was dead like she was quite irritated by it. Um, yeah. Whereas that it washed over me. I was like, what did she think of the yeah. film overall? Generally. 
She she liked the film overall. She she really liked it. Just that end bit ending took her out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that that almost ruined it for us. I mean, but mm. I think she's smart enough to think no. You know what came before. Um, but no, I was the opposite. I, I thought it was really well done. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it, I mean, it was harsh and you know sometimes almost vulgar. Do you know what I mean? Just because mm. it, it fucking hits you. You know, it, it, it's bright. You know, and it it just comes at you. Do you know what I mean? You're like, you know, fucking hell. But I, I, once I settled in there, I was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm, I'm with it, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's, I was I came into a baseball player who. Swings look the swing looks beautiful, but he ultimately misses the ball. Yeah, you know the form's there, but yeah, form's there. Yeah. The idea's there, but just I think he's whiffed on it. You know, um, I did I did want to mention um just in particular to kind of two scenes um the snake scene was hilarious. I, I, I thought it was dead. I, I, I was laughing like a wee kid in the cinema, so I was like yeah. proper chuckling. And I just thought it was brilliant. Um yeah. and. The, the, the kind of underground Hollywood scene where Toby McGuire, yeah. that was fucking weird, wasn't that it? Was weird that, that was weird as well. That was, it had midgets in it as well, dwarfs, sorry, dwarfs, yeah. not, it had dwarfs in it, so that, that unsettled me a bit, but that was just weird, like, why are you going there? I didn't yeah. get, you know, like, that's just nuts. Um, that was a strange twist. Like, I, I did enjoy it, it was the scene when Brad Pitt's talking to the writer, um, the, the, the gossip mag woman, Loretta, mm. it's not Loretta, but it's whoever yeah. she's supposed to be being, and she explains what yeah. that what the legacy that to me is far more powerful than that shit montage at the end. Yeah. yeah. That to me sums up cinema. Yeah. The idea of you know that idea of you know you watch everybody who's in a film. I watch films now from the next like nineteen thirties. Every fuck on that film is dead. Yeah, you're that moment. You're not anything more than that moment. That moment will live forever. But you know that's ah. all you are is that fucking moment, moment. and you die and that's it. I'd be happy to be some, preserved. Somebody will yeah. watch that moment again in 50 yeah. years' time and relive that moment, and so you live yeah. forever. That to yeah. me was definitely more poignant and hard hitting than any of that montage shit at the end. Yeah, no, I, I, I just did the montages. Let's see, I was happy to let it wash over me. I didn't look into it the way you did. To me, it was just, you know, there's Hollywood, and to capture that, you need to show films that are recognisable to people as being films that were big in Hollywood, which that's all I got from it. Fair enough. Out of 10, what are you giving it? Out of 10, I gave it um, an 8 out of 10. I'm giving it a, a six. A six? That's not a bad score, though. Um, the, the bit in the <laughs> desert you were talking about, um, me and Lorraine were talking about this, and I kind of googled it as well, but I can't seem to find... See when they were making the films in the desert, and, and they had the orchestras playing, but they were making silent films. Do you know mm. Do you know the background for that? I, or? Did, did, I don't know if they did that. Did they do that? I don't know. I, I, I'm confused. I just, it feels like a complete waste of talent to do that, so I would assume they wouldn't do that. Is, is it to maybe set the scene... For the actors, so they've got music that, that, that I don't think they respect actors enough to do that, to be honest. I, I just don't know. know. I just wasn't sure. I was dead curious about it, but when you Google it, because of the kind of how you've got your phrase in Google, Google basically just relates back to yeah. like, like piano players in theatres play music. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it doesn't really give you some. I'm still digging about because I'm, I'm really you know curious about it. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting seeing like the energy you had from these like silent film films, and then you watch it on the screen and it's it's lax. It's so yeah, it's so quaint and yeah. Like, what they're actually doing, but uh, yeah. no, I don't know. It would make sense to somebody to do it if you wanted to set the scene. Imagine like that was something they would make sense of now they would do that, but in reality, I'm going, I don't think that would. They're making these films quick, cheap, mm. and as many as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't imagine it's waste time. And then, I mean, you could do it because I mean, the silent point of it is no, nothing's going to overlap in sound, is it? Yeah, no, no. exactly. I there's no sound there, so you could have whatever you want in the background. I was like thrown when I watched in the cinema. There was no orchestra. There was no like orchestra playing or music playing I, in the cinema. That threw me a little bit. Yeah, because there's usually even a pianist. Yeah, at, I know. I at least, something yeah, there. something. Um, I also liked um the the German director. I thought he was quite mm. quite a fun character to watch. Yeah. So I can't, I can't remember who it was meant to be. So some really famous director back then. Um, but he yeah. was he was nuts. But yeah, a lot a lot of characters. But yeah, I think at times. It just lingered too much in its own kind of beauty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. Um, and that kind of slowed things down. It shouldn't have. And the trumpeteer story was was probably one of the most interesting ones, but it yeah, was one that was that seemed, was that dismissed. Hard to to change. Oh, that was Fucking heartbreaking. Horrible. When it, that was proper, like you could feel 
he went through a range of emotions with that. Do you know what oh. I mean? Anger, pity, hurt. Do you know I mean, you, you just went through that journey. You're like, fuck yeah. it. Oh, I get awful. his journey at the end of it. You kind of get a clip of what he's doing now. Yeah. It felt very brief. Yeah. I didn't really buy, I'd like to see how his story developed more. Yeah. yeah. You know, what his story was supposed to, you know, because I kind of get the Margot Robbie story. You know, it's there. You mm. get the thingy the story. Brad there, Pitt, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get the conclusion. You don't really see the conclusion of, of the Trumpeteer story. I just get, I, like I say, it just fizzles. It's, it's like loads and loads of great ideas, but just not enough energy to carry it all to the very yeah. end, maybe. Um, but but overall, I thought as, as, as a cinematic experience, I thought it was really ballsy. Um, and, and at times, right, as like I said, like the stakes scene I thought was brilliant. I mean, there was a lot of kind of laughs in it and stuff like that. But I Fair really enjoyed, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on from that one, called The Last Film of the Night, which is one that I've seen you've not. Um, and that is The Return of the Great, and that is The Fablemans, directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, I'm not going to say what film Steven Spielberg was directed, because if you don't know what film Steven Spielberg directed... Who are you? Why are you listening? Why are you listening? He is the greatest who has done it, and he's the greatest who ever probably will do it. He is he is Steven Spielberg. Um, he's a meme who is... He is his film, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's synonymous with Hollywood and, and movies and, and, you know, quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah Spielberg. So, yeah. This is an interesting film. It's, it's probably his most personal film. I mean, all these films are very personal, what you put the show, but this is sort of almost the most personal. It's, it's, it's not a biography of him, but it very much touches on his life in many yeah. ways. So it follows um, a, a young boy whose mum's a very artistic one. Mm. His dad's very much more of kind of, you know, finds a problem, fixes problem, keeps doing yeah. that, you know, sort of more analytical, you know. Analytical, uh, yeah, yeah, that kind yeah, of, works yeah. computers and all that kind of stuff. And it's him growing up in that family. They start off in New Jersey, then they move to Arizona, and eventually California. It's him basically discovering who he is, and um, as he discovers art and culture, and his dad still trying to make him be the, the engineer, but he's sort of more side his mum, who's sort of the artist, the artistic one. And it's it's his essentially the growing up story of Spielberg as he makes these sort of Super 8 movies and things like that, and start and you know starts people start to talk about them, yeah. and it's him trying to go into the lot to become a become a filmmaker, and it's it's it's, it's it is the origin story of Spielberg, but it's not Spielberg if that makes where, sense. Where where does it end? What, what, it ends when he's only like he's only eighteen. On right, the cool, cool. So it's before before everything. Yes. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um. So it's just it is going from him as being a young boy, like five or six, up until maybe about eighteen when he's in college. So it's going from that. So it's going to him. You've got Michelle Williams plays like Mum Spielberg, essentially, or Mum Fableman, sorry. I do love Michelle. I think she's such an underrated actress. She is Hollywood royalty for me. She is. Absolutely. Um, Paul Dano Dano playing um, Mr. Fableman. You've got Seth Rogen. I didn't know was in it until I was watching it. Like, Who I've heard plays it very well, though. You know, he's not, he's, he's not loud, obnoxious. Nope. Seth Rogen, he's, he's understated with this one. He's playing, he's playing mm. a serious role and he plays it completely yeah. straight. Yeah. Uh, you've got Judd Hurst popping in for literally two scenes, but, you know, he does... You know. He steals those fucking scenes, doesn't he? Well, he, so much so he got an Oscar nomination for them. That's, <laughs> exactly, that's yeah, yeah. And you've got Gabrielle LaBelle, I think, um, and you've also got David Lynch popping in. He plays John Ford. Okay. And uh, gets one scene and probably owns his scene, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, off. I've done my work, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Finish a movie now. <laughs> um, it is, a, a, up front, I'm not shy. I'm a Spielberg fan. I love Spielberg. Like, I, I've very few things Spielberg's done I've actually disliked. Um, I buy into his, whim, into his whimsy. Yeah. I buy into his emotional, buy into his, and some people can claim him to be an over, um, what's the word? No, he, he's over romanticised filmmaker. He wants to find, yeah. you know, he's, he doesn't maybe dwell in the darkness as much as he should. Then again, the man made Schindler's List. He dwe- he's dwelled in darkness. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's Armistad as well. You know, he's done yeah. some. He's done some dark films for sure. Yeah. yeah, some stuff that tackles fucking issues that. Yeah, but people yeah. can't be, you know, accused of being a little bit over emotional at times. You know, like you know, they talk yeah. about AI, you know, the ending of AI, and go, yeah, well, that's a cool big ending, but it's not. That's a Kubrick ending. So yeah, yeah. Um, but he can wring emotion from you when he needs to. Mister Spielberg knows exactly how you. He knows how to make you feel. You don't, exactly. you don't know how you feel. He knows how he wants you to feel. Yeah. yeah. So I walk into this as a, as a Spielberg fan. <coughs> I found it a, a wonderful dissection of like function versus art, you know, and it's an idea of like that we are both our, we are both our parents and we're both not our parents. You know, yeah. there's, there's stuff in you that is your mum and dad, yeah. but then there's so much more that's not any of them. 
and I got that from this film as well. You know, like you, you can sort of be infatuated with the parental figures, mm. but ultimately, what you would be your own person. Yeah. And he definitely in this film, he says most of his mother's artistic, you know, gaze. Um, but it's equally, it's a film about family and how families deal with each other, you know, mm. and, and are forced to deal with each other, you know, and if the one of them is, and as much as you all love each other as a family, you're all very different people, especially as you get older. Yeah. And you've, essentially, you have adults. Under one roof, you know, it becomes it becomes that as well. Um, wonderful performances, especially from uh, Michelle Williams because she's Michelle Williams and she does yeah. great things. Yeah, I would say I'd actually put Seth Rogen higher than Judd Hirsch as a support actor in this film. I think Seth Rogen was played up so well and understated throughout the whole film. Um, and Judd Hirsch that comes in, he gets to show your scene. Yeah, you know, for the one scene he's in, which yeah. I, I get, I understand why Academy would like that. But I think Rogan done a lot more with what he had, and I thought, yeah. and I generally, I really liked his role in it as well. Mm. Um, what it is a great thing for, and I think maybe this is why some people haven't liked it as much is this is essentially like sort of its origin of Spielberg. It, it's it's if you're a fan of Spielberg and, and his work, for a man who's been synonymous with cinema for the last like fifty or sixty years, yeah. there's not a lot out there about him. Yeah, he, he's a secretive wee person, isn't he? Yeah. Not secretive, he's just, you know, he's, he's like... Um, Very technical. He talks there's, my, talks. There's, there's my work, you know. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. So this sort of gives you the origin of him. So you're, you're looking at it and you can, when you're watching it, you can get that, you can, then you can then you start projecting onto it all your other films. Mm. Like you can see why in every film he does, it's always like a single parent family almost. Yeah. yeah. You know, why it's almost like, you know, families of divorced kids, why it's families of like dysfunctional families in many ways, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, and why he sort of maybe he, he streams towards children so much as well, like a lot of you know child performances in a lot of his films, yeah. and you get and you understand this why he's now in his later life he's began to sort of embrace his Jewishness because he's yeah. himself he's quite openly saying he sort of rejected that. That's right, yeah, yeah, for yeah, a long yeah. time. And it's things like Schindler's doing Schindler's List and then doing like Munich, and um, that sort of brought him back yeah. into fold and into the flock, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so it's great if you're a Spielberg fan. I think you get more out of it because you're, you're you're seeing, you're listening to the B sides and understanding the hits. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if if you're not the Spielberg like aficionado and you don't love him to the same degree that maybe myself and maybe yeah. I don't know yourself uh, does. No, no, I'm a big Spielberg fan did as well. Um, yeah, yeah. You might not get as much out of it. it. Might come across as slightly, you know, self-indulgent, which it is yeah. self-indulgent, but it maybe yeah. self-indulgent. But then it's semi-biographical, so it's it's got a right to that indulgence as well. Though you know, it's it's, it's his film, as you say. It's not about him, but it is. So yeah, it, you know, you should be indulgent. That, that that's the fucking point. This is the Spielberg that we've been waiting for for a long time. Is you know what what's you know what's turning. You know what I mean? What wheels are turning? It, it makes this man make these films. So I yeah. Think yeah, that's yeah. that's what I really got from it. It's, it, it's it's an insight into who he is as a person who yeah. makes him do the films that he did yeah. or is doing. Sorry, I'm, what I'm I was very worried about when this first got um, announced and he was sort of talking about this was he was writing it as well, but it felt as like almost him saying that's me done. Yeah, it felt like it, it does feel like a sort of an ending. That's one well, song, kind of yeah, in the same way that um, what was the Redford one? Done about the thief member. Oh, the, the, the old man in the gun. The old man in the gun. That very much felt like yeah. the Redford going. I gun. don't know. I think Spielberg's got to make films. I don't think. You know, he I'm can, that, that's the yeah. point. That's what yeah. he's, he's not stopping. Yeah. He yeah. gets more. That's yeah. what it, it's not. A, it's not a finale. You know, he's doing like he want, he want to do it. He's wanted to do Indy Five, but he had to give that up to, mm. to, so he could do this. But he's doing like a bullet remake. Right. Okay. Stuff like that as yeah. well. So yeah. with um. I want to see Fastbender possibly playing the Bullet character. That works, yeah. Yeah, I might be wrong with that. I might be wrong with the character, but yeah, so he's doing stuff like that. So he is still do. He is. He's not stopping. He is continuing but to do. The, 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 yeah, there's definitely some some filmmakers out there that you know that that's all they can do, and they need like George Miller as the same. They they need to be doing that. If they're not doing that, then what are they doing? Well, are they? They're nothing. Yeah, yeah. They, you know yeah. That, that's what they were fucking put on this this planet to do yeah. is entertain us idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, don't, don't, don't do that until they die, um, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. yeah it goes without saying as well, it looks stunning. Um, of course, yeah. It's Yanis yeah. Kaminsky shooting it as well. So Yanis Kaminsky, Chris Spielberg, they know how to shoot a film. Yeah. You know, they don't, you know, they're, not, they're not 
know, half off. Anyway. Yeah, telepathic. Do you know what I mean? There's no words required. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Fucking do it. You know. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, it works. You know, for a long time, Spielberg's one was uh, Doctor Slocum was his um his man. Mm. Obviously, passed away quite recently, but retired well before that. Yeah, and Kaminsky's been his DP for I think at least the last like ten or so films. You know, so mm. um they've obviously got a, a good relationship and. They make films look fantastic. Amazing that Yanis Kaminsky was also the DP on Jersey Girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone makes mistakes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, this one's got quite a few nominations as well in the Oscars, hasn't it? Um, yes. I think Best Picture's possibly in there, has it? Best I think director, Best maybe? Picture's probably... Is, I think Best Director's probably its best chance of a win. Yeah. Just yeah. because it's the old man... Going again, type thing, and, the, and they've overlooked too with a lot in Hollywood and in the Oscars anyway. Mm. I think he's got like three, I want to say. Yeah. You know, yeah. But probably should have a lot more based on the, the work that he's done. Oh, dear, what that's but, out there. No, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with so you. I've, yeah. I've, I sense, in terms from a direction point of view, that might get that one. Yeah. I don't think it'll get best film. I think there's other things that will probably tip it for best film. Yeah. But like I said before, Hollywood loves itself. And this is a film about, you know, about somebody the, pursuing the American is, dream and getting it. Yeah. Hollywood, you know, um, yeah, so yeah. There is something there. So um, I, I'd be surprised at one best film, but I wouldn't be surprised at one best director. Yeah, I have started watching, I, I kind of fired it up the other night, but I found a documentary on Sky Arts, possibly Spielberg. So I've just started that, so I'm going to kind of watch that, and then next week I'll catch because I want a desperate to see the Fairmans next yeah. week I'll catch it as well. So <laughs> it's a great documentary. You do see yeah. a lot of that as well about who yeah. he is. But that's pretty much all you've got for like who Spielberg yeah. is. Who's been around, as you say, he's been making films out for he's kind of heading to fifty years now. Do you know what I mean? Well, Seventy-two was Jaws. Yeah. Seventy-four was Jaws. Yeah. When did he do Jewel? That was a good few years. A couple before years that. before that, you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. He's been he's directing stuff. He's directing stuff in like like was it Colombo and things like that, and he was like twenty years old and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I know more about your dog than I know about Steven Spielberg. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's sort of one of those. <laughs> things. Almost, if someone told me he was born on the lot and he sort of grew up in the film industry, grew up yeah, on the lot, and he, you'd, be, you'd yeah, believe that. Yeah, totally. He was found in a cardboard box outside yeah. Studio Fifty Six. I mean, of course yeah. he was. Yeah. It, yeah. I always, I always imagine like growing up like sort of like in the Warner Bros. Tower, like the Animaniacs. <laughs> you kind know, of like, picture almost. You know, he's just like this guy. Just like the, just, yeah, he's just there. Um, but no, it, it, but I do like that, and I do respect like Denzel and stuff for that. Actors and filmmakers that you know, it's not about the aim; it's about what they're doing, the craft. Yeah. And and I think it's. Amazing that they they can do that. Um, you know, just no, I don't, like, don't put a, the fucking torch on me. It's not about that. Here's what I'm doing. It's brilliant, yeah. absolutely yeah. brilliant. So I give it a very solid nine out of ten. I I, sure. I, I enjoyed it. I am really excited to see it. Yeah. And based on what you've been saying, because I know we kind of share some more passion about kind of Spielberg movies and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm even more excited now after tonight's chat. So I think you enjoy it. I think you enjoy it. It is, it is a long film. You're talking close to three hours. So there is there is a self indulgentness to it, which yeah, but quite I yeah. think if anyone's yeah. earned it, it's Spielberg. Can you know let him be? If it was a five year movie, then don't take that away from me. Stephen fucking Spielberg's got Spielberg. he's got he's got stuff to say. Listen, he, he has a right to do what he wants to do. I think. Absolutely. But like when Springsteen brings out an album, it's all like sort of him doing hits from the fifth. You go. He's, he's earned the right to do what he wants yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, you know, the man's paid his dues and, you know, he knows his calf, so let, let, him, let him indulge, absolutely. I'm yeah. all for it. Um, so He'll walk re- back in with bullet and probably blow everybody away, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to, to see this film a lot, dude, so... Um, well, so the, great thing, the one thing I think on Twitter was, um, when was Spielberg's last great film? And then someone replied to it, well, you have to go all the way back to West Side Story. <laughs> for his last great movie and then before yes. that it was the one before that and before that it was the one before that that's quite that. that's quite clever that's like yeah. shut up you know yeah, don't, don't be silly yeah. don't, don't, yeah. don't be a dick about things yeah. Um, yeah I think anyone that, that says they, they don't like Spielberg films is talking there's at least one that everyone likes you know what I mean relatable film for Spielberg you might not like all his films but you know like E.T. stuff like that George you know what I mean there's, there's one film there that if you say, you know, I don't like it, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, you yeah, must. Yeah. Yeah. Spielberg is, he is a master. He is the best it's been, the probably the best it will be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't actually disagree with you. Yeah. Spot. Yeah. Anyway, on to next week, Colin. That is us for this week. But next week, we've got a very interesting selection of movies at cinema this week. So mm. we have, and one I'm really looking forward to, which is Knock at the Cabin. 
Aim Night Shyamalan's back. Um, yes, but it's based on a book, so I think Shyamalan's best when he's got a other, he's got a blueprint of like what he's doing rather than trying to come up with a twist himself type thing. Um, and I've also heard your man Batista is phenomenal in this. Really goodness, I was reading some reviews about this, and again, very divisive views. It's like people are loving or hating it. I've not yeah. seen it. There's nothing about <laughs> this one. It's like you know, it's like zeros or tens. Um, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting watch. For people sure. I've heard people are. Um, who I respect, like sort of the writing and their reviews, have very much enjoyed it. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. I've actually got the book uh, sitting in the house. I've always read it. Do you feel like people kind of they, they want Shy Element to fail? Though I think is a problem. People want him to do badly, and I think it's real shit because I think he, you know, he, he had a slump, but he's back. I, I, the last few movies I've, I've loved, and people I would just, argue that Shy Element's got more decent hits than let's say the Jurassic Park movies of recent years. Absolutely, yeah, but people, but so people it, want him to fail. the last like ten, five years. Yep, absolutely, it's better. Oh. But people just want Charlie to fail. They, they, you know, they've written him off already, and they won't fucking just open the door and you know give him that chance. And it's a shame, man. It's a real fucking I think shame. He hit, I think he's the gimmicky thing of like having the twist in it. That became a thing that he had to try and push for, and that felt a bit of a shame. You know, he's yeah. done it once. He done it once. To the absolute perfection, like because as much as yes. it's seen, it's seen a shorthand now for six yeah. cents. You be talking about it now as a device, but at the time that was a fucking phenomenal. That, twist it move. was like it was like you know, click Sunday's turned the light on in my brain. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. was like I don't, I, you know, this is nuts. Um, yeah, absolutely. And Blake was got a great twist in it as well. And again, it doesn't come from anywhere you expect. That's a brilliant. Yeah. Twist. Signs, I think, is generally his best film. I think Signs is an absolutely magnificent movie that's just so underappreciated. Mm. There was some, you know, the happening wasn't great. We'll give you that. Um, leaving the water, it had problems. We'll yeah. give you, it had that. I really liked the village. People didn't, but I really enjoyed people, the village. Yeah, the village was seemed to do, and that's where people decided now. And and no. it's, they just won't just recant that mm. fucking, you know, and just say let's no. let's open our eyes and see what he's doing now. And it's like, it's a shame. And old, <laughs> I it, done, like I enjoyed Split. I thought Split was great. So I enjoyed Split. Old I liked as well. Glass I thought was a bit poor, but old. It's it's a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, yeah. And it's done mostly done really well. It's, what was the one with the parents, the the, the old folk? Oh, that, the um, the that house. Was great. Yeah, that, that was, was great. one of the most yeah. fucked up scenes. Remember the, the, the nappy was one of the yeah. most fucked up things I've seen on cinema ever. Do you mean, but, actually, people they they just won't fucking let go of you know the earlier stuff, and it's like no, don't don't condemn someone in fucking one or two bad movies. You know, it's like. Not everyone makes perfect movies all the time. Spielberg, I guess. But yeah. not anyone else makes perfect movies all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you can't fucking maintain that. It's insane. Yeah. You expect that. It's a shame. I, I think people want it to be failing it. Just don't, man. Fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the market at the cabin. I'm yeah, yeah. I've got a great I'm everything about it. Also, look, we've got the, what do they call them, the, the Renaissance, is The Whale, um, Dan Aronofsky's new film, um, yeah. starring everyone's favourite Brendan Fraser. Yes. Uh, it yes. was a very emotional and heart-hitting film, which I think will take some time to digest. The, the, the trailer fucking almost had me yeah. crying, man. I could feel my throat quivering like, the trailer. I mean, I'm like, shit, I definitely want to go to see this film and expose my emotions like this. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm very up and down on Aronofsky generally. Um, yeah, same, same, yeah. yeah. I yeah, love The Wrestler. I actually really enjoyed Noah, but then he done some other stuff. I'm like, I'm not into this at all. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, so that's out of the way. Amazingly, I've heard nothing but phenomenal reviews, like proper like five star knocking out the park reviews for Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Oh, the Guardian gave it a really scathing review. They it said it was basically everything, though. They said it was basically like you know a straight to DVD fucking cheap shitty film. Well, Ooh. I watched the Empire podcast. They were doing a 550th episode last night, and all four of the guys on stage um, could not believe that. It was this good. Do you know why it's so good? Back from reviewing it, and they all, they all said, he said it was amazing. They're going, like, you're talking shit. And they all went and seen it going, I hate when he's right because it fucking was phenomenal. So I'm really intrigued to know what it is. Cause I'm, it seems you know amazing. why it's so good? Because Banderas is. Banderas. Puss. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's. Banderas, you don't need to see him for him to charm you. You can hear him, yeah. you're like, oh, I know that was. Joe explained to me last night that that's his name. Puss is his name. Yeah, Puss. And- I thought his name was like Santiago and like Pussy's sort of like a... a no, it's because it's a fucking children's fairy tale, Puss in Boots. So. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Oh, very quickly, extra. And also, sorry, last film we talk about oh. is on Amazon Prime, 
he's problematic, but we do still somehow like him, and that is Big Mel's back um, with a film called On the Line, which is a, he's a radio like host, and someone calls in basically saying if he doesn't do certain things, he'll kill his family. Oh, it's like kind of play misty for me, but we are more dangerous spin almost. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Come on, find us. Uh, number three beers the movie, but um, on Instagram we're still on Twitter. Is Twitter still on Twitter? Twitter's still alive. Twitter's still alive. It's still alive. We're on Facebook, and uh, we've got an email address if anyone cares. Um, we're still not. We're still in had spam in that email. <laughs> So yeah, look us up, give us a wee thumbs up, subscribe. That's a thing. People subscribe nowadays. Do that. Yeah, comments. Dad comments. Want guests on this. To get guests on it, we need to have more people listening. To yeah, people no, no, I just you know we we do this because we love it, you know, but we do because we, we love you too. So yeah, give us that love back. I've been Colin. You've been Richard. We've been Booya. I thought you would have liked Babylon more. Three beers in a movie. Thank you.